0: Are you or someone you love struggling with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, self-harm, raging ups and downs, or thoughts of suicide? Are these behaviors affecting all aspects of your life, including the relationships with those you love the most? Are you feeling hopeless and desperate for long-lasting peace and relief from your irrational behavior, but feel like the therapies you've tried have just become a short-term band-aid? I have. I've been there, and I know how you're feeling. From relationship pain and personal shame, I've been through it all. And because I've been there, I also know how difficult it can be to climb the mental wellness mountain on your own. That's why I started White Rock Mental Fitness. At White Rock Mental Fitness, you'll get personal training from someone who knows, from personal experience, how to deal with your mental health challenges. How? Just like a personal trainer helps you lose physical weight and get your body in shape, I help my clients lose mental weight and get their minds in shape. And I teach you what you need to know to stay in shape. Unlike expensive coaches and therapists, we offer affordable, customized, personal mental fitness training to guide you through the process of overcoming your specific mental health struggles. If you're ready to get happy and stay happy, visit whiterockmentalfitness.com, where we help you go from barely hanging on to superhero strong. That's whiterockmentalfitness.com. Hey there, everybody. My name is Dave Miller, and from beautiful Cardston, Alberta, Canada, welcome back to the Mentally Ill Mentor podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today again. Thank you for joining me. And this is the podcast where we discuss the secrets of how you or someone you love can begin winning the battle when it comes to things like depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, And more. And after my own personal battle of over 20 years with those things, anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and a lot more, I am now on an all out mission to help you and as many people as I can in creating and to guide you in creating a life of lasting hope, happiness, and purpose. So. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate you taking your time to do this. And uh, I want to let you know, I kind of feel like it's it's kind of like we're in a coffee shop together, just having a conversation. And we can learn from each other and just talk about mental health and and things that can really help. So today I want to talk about good mental health at work and different things we can do to reduce stress. And the thing that brought this to the top of my mind was, well, obviously I work at home, especially since COVID has, um, you know, entered the world, as we all know, and has made things very different. But I find to be like really open with you, this is not actually a big secret. It's kind of tough to work at home, isn't it, when you have young kids? Yeah. If you're doing that, you know what I'm talking about. We love our kids. I absolutely adore our children. We have seven children. Our oldest is 24, our youngest is nine, and they're wonderful. And six out of our seven still live at home. And I love having a large family. I love everything about it. But it does make it a little stressful when I'm, for example, trying to record a podcast episode and I've got. Uh, Our own children, plus a few of the neighbor children over, you know, um, shooting uh, pretend guns at each other and yelling and screaming and all that fun stuff that normal kids do. And even today, um, we had some of that as well. And so it does make for a little bit of stress when you're working from home. So what are some ways that we can deal with that. Well, I want to add in my own after this, but there's a Time magazine article that is really great on this and it's calling eight it's called eight ways to be zen at work. And I found ever since I read this article, would have been a couple of weeks ago, that these ideas have actually come back to my mind several times, and I've been able to implement some of the things that they talk about in this article, so I wanted to share it with you so that if you are um feeling like I am some days where it's like, okay, how am I going to deal with the noise and keep a smile on my face and not scream at my kids because I really don't like to do that, and I normally don't, and I you know all these different things, right We try to be the best parents that we can be, but any little bit that helps in terms of Reducing stress, increasing the ability to have good mental health is a good thing, right? Okay, eight ways to be Zen at work. This is from Time Magazine. This is how to improve well being on the job by Mandy Oaklander. Okay, so this is some interesting stats before we get into it here. Tallying up six days isn't the only way to tell how someone at work is faring. A recent analysis of American workers found that despite Okay, where am I here? Despite the rise of corporate wellness programs, dis- disengagement at the office costs the U.S. $550 billion. That's a lot of money. Wow. $550 billion each year. And work-related stress tax on an additional $300 billion. Man, if I could just take all that stress away and, you know... Pocket the 850000000000 billion? I'd be okay with that. But new studies are turning up surprising strategies that Im- improve both well-being and productivity. For starters, people are happier and more engaged when they accept that work is the pit sometimes. We've all been there, right? A recent study suggests another idea. Find ways to detach. And my interpretation of that is like to take the emotional punch out of things, right? Just so it's not quite as bad. So here's the quote. If your goal is feeling better, you need to get your head out of work, says Rob Rebell, a researcher with Wharton People Analytics at the University of Pennsylvania. Experts recommend these evidence-based tricks for reducing stress on the job. And don't worry, learn to meditate at your desk isn't on the list. Now, at the end, I am going to share my passionate opinion about that comment, because any of you who have listened to more than probably one or two episodes of this podcast will know that I am an absolutely passionate, deeply passionate advocate for meditation. However. If you are not, I know how you feel because it took until I was in a pretty bad spot before I decided I would begin doing it. And it has absolutely changed my life when it comes to my mental health. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so here's eight things that they discuss. Do someone a five-minute favor. Volunteering helps people connect to others, which aids in recovering From stress, and when I think about this, man, our daughter Katie, who's 11 years old, comes right to mind. Today, Amy hasn't been feeling the best. She took the afternoon off work, or she only had one um, appointment scheduled in the afternoon with one of our clients today. And uh, Katie, without even being asked, said, "No, I'm going to give mom a foot rub. She needs a foot rub." And I just thought, man, that's so cool. Just took a few minutes, but it was definitely something that helped Amy and also helped Katie. Service brilliant thing to reduce stress and to have good mental health because you're thinking about other people right not just yourself okay so volunteering helps people connect to others which aids in recovering from stress you can do the same thing at work by say getting a uh, getting a cup of coffee for someone who's had a bad day spot a need and for five minutes be the one to fill it i think the other great thing about this is now we've got our radar on What could I do for someone else just for five minutes? I'm going to put my radar on for that today, and I challenge you to do the same. I think it's just such a cool thing, and it puts us in a different mindset. So let's say we're struggling with feeling discouraged about something, or maybe we're sort of in a, and understandably it happens from time to time, kind of a poor me mindset, and oh, life is tough, and you know what, there are a lot of things in our lives that are tough, and that's a valid thing, but I think it really helps turn that mindset around and think about when we think about others it boosts our mood because we're not thinking about our own problems and another thing that i have found that often happens is we begin to discover that there are many other people who are a lot worse off than we are we may be absorbed absorbed in our problems and believe that they're really terrible but there are other people that are going through some pretty nasty things number 2 Play with a puppy. And they have little uh, cartoon characters here on each thing. It's kind of cute. Beg your boss if necessary. One study showed that when employees brought their dogs to work, they felt less stressed and were just as productive as they were on canine-free days. Who knew? Wow. Okay. So beg your boss if necessary. And you know, I can see that our son, Thomas, who brought our dog, our golden doodle, uh, Lucy home uh, almost four years now ago. um, Man, he absolutely loves Lucy. Actually, so does the rest of the family. I love her too, but maybe not quite in the same way. Sometimes I focus maybe just a little bit on the fact she barks and poops and pees on the lawn and that kind of thing. But anyways, for most people who are avid dog lovers, do this. Beg your boss if necessary. Number three, hide your phone. I did this just the other day when Amy and I were on our Friday night date. And I talked about this. Okay, this exact thing that I had read. Even if you're not using it, simply being able to see a cell phone hinders on your ability to focus on tough tasks A pair of studies found the mere presence of a phone also made people trust and like each other less than if it weren't present, according to the research. Weird, eh? But it's true. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, so if you're not using your cell phone, put it away. Fourth, take a break before lunch. And many of you are saying, I don't have time to take a break before lunch. Well, this article talks about earlier um, that sometimes a lot of us wear our busyness as a badge of honor. And if you want to have the best mental health possible, you kind of got to get, you got to give your badge up. It's still wonderful to be productive. It's still fantastic to be busy, right? We get a lot done when we're productive and busy. But if it's a badge of honor, then Maybe consider that it's possible that we're doing some of these things that maybe we don't need to do, but because we want to show our badge to others. We're so busy that we're so important, right? Okay, take a break before lunch. People who take breaks in the morning feel more restored and less emotionally exhausted than people who take breaks in the afternoon. Uh, one study found morning breakers were more likely to say they were satisfied with their jobs, too. You know, I can kind of see that. I'm sure you can, too. Number five, let your. I like this one, let yourself procrastinate. I just want to say that again because it sounds so nice. Let yourself procrastinate. Okay, what's going on here, Dave? Does it really say that in Time Magazine Special Edition? It does. In one study, a researcher gave people a task and let some of them play five minutes of Minesweeper. Those who played the game generated ideas considerably more creative than those who got right to the task. Their minds were most likely chewing away at the problem in the background. So you can tell your boss that you have a need to play video games so that you can perform better at work. Six, disappear for a bit and has a computer screen with a sticky note on it. This says, back in 10. Take a 10 minute walk daily. It helps, uh, it helps to put it on your calendar and don't ruminate about it while you're gone. Um, rebel advises. So yeah, rebel was reb rebel. Yeah. Wharton people analytics at the university of Pennsylvania. He's that guy. Um, instead, listen to a podcast, make a phone call, do a walking meditation, or bring a friend to talk about something non-work related. Next, it says gossip with your coworkers. I don't know if I'm exactly ready to endorse gossip. However, here's what it says. Social time is really valuable even for introverts. Rebel says, but to truly detach and reap the productivity and wellness benefits of a solid break, you have to keep the conversation office free. So chat with your friends around the water cooler, but not about work, because then it's not a break. Last one, number eight, end the day like you mean it. A 2016 study found that if people think they should be reachable after work, they feel less in control and have more of the stress hormone cortisol. That's pretty understandable, right? If you're on call all the time, it's going to be like, oh man, I can't relax. Meanwhile, another study shows that as long as your work gets done, putting in more hours doesn't make you a better worker in your boss's eyes. You just get your work done. Let's review them. Number one, do someone a five-minute favor. Number two, play with a puppy. Number three, hide your phone. Number four, take a break before lunch. Number five, let yourself procrastinate. Number six, disappear for a bit, that 10 minutes. Take a walk, whatever it might be. Number seven, gossip with your coworkers, or I would recommend just chat with them, not gossip. And number eight, end the day like you mean it and leave work at work and focus on home. Turn your phone off, don't check your work email all that kind of stuff. So that is it for today, except for the last thing that I would like to include when it talks about uh, meditating at your desk. So many years ago, when I remember at uh, one particular time, I was not doing so mentally well. And I spoke to a fellow who I believe was from, was it Delhi, somewhere in India, very kind of a wise man, um, just had a lot of wisdom, very smart, very intelligent, very At peace as well. and But he he did a lot of work. He got a lot done. And so I remember that he told me about how valuable it was when you're sitting at your desk at work. And I'm just going to, those of you who are seeing the video form of this can see this. So you're going to sit back, he told me. And just for a few minutes, okay, I got to keep the mic up here so you can hear me. I'm going to, it's going to bang around a little bit anyway. So, okay. So I'm closing my eyes right now. And he says, what you want to do is breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your nose, and you are going to picture the breath as if it was like fog or like it was uh, cold air or whatever, so you can see it. And it's going into your lungs, so in through your nose and down into your lungs and swirling around as you breathe in, and then the opposite as you breathe out. Then again, let's do one more time. In Wow. Now, if you did that with me, now, if you didn't do that with me, please back this up a few, you know, a minute or whatever it's been and do it with me. But if you did that with me, I don't know about you, but I actually did feel a small positive impact on my mental health. I felt more relaxed. So what this fellow said, I forget his name, Dale. I think it was Dale. What Dale taught me that day has been very helpful to me. My only regret is that I did not embrace meditation through focusing on the breath earlier. Can I tell you, folks, I need to tell you that I have gone from intense thoughts of suicide, uh, anxiety, depression, all those types of things, to pretty much not even really dealing with those things at all. And I know it has been because of meditation. I started with like five minutes a day, went to 10. I was using the Calm app. I've talked many times about how I finally jumped into it because I thought it was a sissy thing. But then I remembered an email one day when I was desperate and it was LeBron James was affiliated with Calm, C-A-L-M, the Calm app. And I'm like, if it's good enough for LeBron, it's good enough for me. (sighs) And my life has never been the same. And now I'm up to like half an hour a day, which I know sounds like a lot of time. But if you want your mental health to be like in premium shape, just like if you wanted your body to be in premium shape, your physical body rather than your mental self, you would need to go work out for at least half an hour at the gym every day or five days a week, right? So for those of you who... Have not yet embraced meditation, and your mental health is not yet where you would like it to be with just little stresses at the office, or maybe like me with big things, anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and you name it. There's been a lot more things that I've dealt with. If that's you and you wish things were better, can I just give you a Dave Miller promise? Embrace meditation. It will embrace you. I absolutely know it. You will get to the point where you so look forward to every single day, having that quiet time in meditation, even if you only start with five minutes. My recommendation, go to the Calm app. It does cost $5 a month, but they bill you yearly. So it's like 60 bucks. And I started out listening to Tamara Levitt, The Seven Days of Calm. I am not being paid to promote this, by the way, at least not yet, because I don't have millions of listeners yet. Um, But uh, that's what I highly recommend. Or, of course, you can find something. Insight Timer is a free one. You can find anything on YouTube as well for free. Or many other. There's other um, free meditation apps as well. But this is the one. I have found resonates with me. So that's just my recommendation. And I also highly recommend that you do a guided meditation, one that to begin with is very short, five to 10 minutes, most at the most, to begin with. And, excuse me, and one that focuses on breathing. I have heard people tell me they don't feel like meditation has really worked for them because in the morning they read a book for 10 minutes and they consider that their meditation. I respect what they're saying, but let me tell you what I feel strongly has helped me. It's being still in a quiet space, sitting in one spot, closing your eyes, having someone guide you so that you know that you're doing it right, and you're breathing in and out slowly, and you're focusing on your breath, just like Dale taught me. And all you're focusing on Is your breath. And I know it's hard to slow down for five or 10 minutes when your whole day is go, 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 go. I got seven kids. I know a little bit about what this is like. We have a lot of young neighbor kids. Sometimes we will have 10 people around or 12 or 15. It's quite a zoo here sometimes. So I do need to let you know that I know a little bit about what it is to be busy. And to have noise and to have a bit of a challenge with finding a quiet time and place to do this. Which is why I normally do it at 6 in the morning. And I recommend doing it in the morning as well too. But can I just tell you, if you decide to go to the Calm app or whatever guided meditation you want to do. And you focus on your breathing. I put on some like Zen background. I think it's called Zen Ocean. I put on this background music. I pretend that I'm at the beach in Waterton, which is a beautiful lake with these gorgeous mountains around it, just on the Montana border here, uh, about half an hour from our home. And I got to tell you, folks, when you get into this, you will, if you stick with it, you'll never go back. There's also Jeff Warren. So for those of you who maybe relate more to a man, um, Jeff Warren is also on the Calm app. And he's incredible too. The way he's got the 30 days, 30 day introduction to meditation, something like that. Anyways, it's 30 days where he starts you out and it's for brand new meditators. And so Tamara Levitt has got the first seven. She's got seven days of calm, I think. So it's an introduction to meditation. And then after that, 21 days. So again, like 30 days, 28 days. Uh, just an introduction, where each day both Tamara and Jeff walk you through and assure you that you know you're doing it okay. And if thoughts come into your mind, you just you know you don't get angry. You just slowly push them out and go back to the breath. And and I gotta tell you too, man, every day I learn something from what they have the like the daily calm now, right? And I just go into my phone, press the daily calm once I open up the app, and they just talk about something that's really good and it just applies to your life nearly every day. And I don't know, I I just can't emphasize this enough, that if you or someone you love is struggling with mental health or stress in any way, shape, or form, again, a Dave Miller money-back guarantee. Meditate using the method where you're guided and you're focusing on your breath. It's kind of like, I love dirt biking. When I go dirt biking, a lot of times I've got the throttle wide open and it is fun. Did you like that uh, imitation? Okay, so the throttle is wide open. Can you imagine riding with the throttle wide open all day, every day? Not only is that pretty dangerous, however, imagine what that's going to do to my dirt bike's brand new engine. It's a rebuilt 2003 YZ250. It is a gorgeous bike. My best friend next to Amy, my wife of over 25 years, helped me rebuild it. I actually helped him because he's way more mechanically inclined than I am. And can you imagine what that would do to that brand new engine if... You just, I just had her wide open all day long. Yeah, okay. This is the reason for meditation. We're like, go, 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 go all day long. Our mind is thinking about things. Even when we're binging on Netflix, right? We're observing things happen and this and that and the other thing. When you slow down, you sit still, you close your eyes, and you focus on your breath. It's like hopping off that dirt bike in a beautiful, wide-open field or near a creek, near a mountain with big trees, however you want to picture it, and turning that dirt bike off. It's fun to be on it, let me tell you. But you take a break, and you see the flowers, and you observe the sound of the creek going by you. You hear the birds chirping, which you can't hear when that sucker's wide open. It's too darn loud. It's so wonderful. That's what your mind needs. So, be zen at work with these eight tips. And with tip number nine, if you or someone you love needs help with their mental health, if they are like me or you are like me, that you have struggled with anxiety, depression, and thoughts of suicide, and you're still struggling. Dave Miller, Money Back Guarantee. Get into guided meditation that focuses on your breath. Use the Calm app with Tamara Lovett, Jeff Warren, and others if you want. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, McConaughey. Anyways, there's some celebrities that do some sleep stuff too to help you fall asleep at night. It's what I highly recommend, but you can do a free one like Insight Timer, YouTube, whatever you want. just needs to be guided and focus on your breath. Start small, like five minutes. Keep going. You can do it. Dave Miller promise, ironclad, money-back guarantee, it works, so do it. I invite you to do it. I'm not, like, forcing you here, right? But I invite you, do it. It does really work. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me again here today. I love you so much. I really, I just love visiting with you every day. And it's so wonderful to be able to chat with you again today. And I'm looking forward to doing the same thing tomorrow. And until next time, remember, no matter how difficult life gets, no matter how much hope you feel like you've lost, things will get better. Take it from someone who knows. You can do it. Hang in there. You got this. Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.